0: Shout out to Satoshi's Ball by Learn crypto.com in Ottawa, December 15th, Monarch Token of Monarch Wallet, StrokeandTokens.com, Bitcoin Energy, and Bitbacker.io. Shout out- hey, how goes it? Ken Bozak here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. And today I'm here with my bro bros, the Coin Boys podcast. How goes it, guys? What's, What's up? Man? What's
1: up? What's up, Ken? I'm so glad you invited us on. Uh, and uh, yeah, just so everyone knows, I'm Andy and this and is And I'm Daniel. Daniel.
0: Yeah Yeah. guys, so uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves, let everybody know a little bit about yourselves, uh, who you are, maybe how you got into crypto and how that led you's together. Uh, Why don't we start with your nice hat, man?
1: Yeah, the nice hat. Uh, (laughs) At one point in my life, they called me Tony Nice because of this hat, but uh, that's a whole nother story. My name, you know, I'm Andy, Uh, early adopter into crypto, pretty much like 2012. I go, I go like back to the days where like I discovered it. About you know the technology, right? Mm-hmm. And and it was a different time in 2012. You know, it wasn't like 2017. So I came. I discovered it on Reddit, literally on the Bitcoin Reddit. I just I was like, what the hell is this? Uh, it blew my mind, and I literally started asking questions. And it took about I took about a month learning from people on that Reddit. By the way, in 2012, and they taught me what Bitcoin was, how to use it, where to send it, what was the best places to do. Go back then, and I decided to buy my first Bitcoin, and that was in 2012. And always been a been a part of it. There were years where I kind of fell out. I you know I had the I had my crypto, but I you know there wasn't a lot of social media about it. So it wasn't until 2017 that uh, I got with Daniel, mm-hmm. and that was last year. And we're like, you know what? We both love crypto. We both come from crypto. Let's do a podcast together. So that's kind of how I got into Bitcoin and how I got to to get, be. To, to Daniel, but yeah. Daniel, how did you get into
2: crypto? Uh, I'm a gambler. I don't know if you've ever gambled <laughs> with Bitcoin.
0: Oh uh, man, isn't it all a gamble, baby? Isn't it really it is.
2: Yeah. It's
0: always gambling. But like,
2: uh, I, I, love to, I love to play uh, poker online, but they shut out Americans. <laughs>
0: uh, years yeah, I had ago. a guest on my show, a couple guests actually now, that have had the same backstory. It yeah. almost seems like the government kind of you know, accidentally educated people, right? By, by, yes. you know, making it necessary to go out and learn because they, they regulated you out of what you love to do.
2: Yeah, and I, I love to do it. I didn't, I just did it as a, as a hobby. So instead of going to the bar, I'd go play poker online, spend the same amount of money. And it was fun. Right. I had the chance to get some money back. Um, but uh, they shut us all out. I wasn't, it wasn't a big hit for me. I have a few friends who it was a big hit for them. And um, then I got, I was told by one of them that, Oh, they accept something called Bitcoin, and I'm like, "How does it work?" And I'll start depositing. So, this was back in the day a while ago. So, the amounts that I would deposit was at the time was only like 30, 40 bucks. But like today, you'd be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> you how much Bitcoin?" So you're just like, "Oh man." Uh, so, um, but I didn't think of it as 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 money. I didn't. I thought of it as like a PayPal in my head.
0: Right, so I like a th- way to send money, but not money itself. Yes. Right. So I didn't keep it. I didn't think about keeping
2: it or investing or anything like that. I didn't think value it had any value because I didn't know anything about it other than okay, I can gamble, great. But um, years later, uh, I bought some more Bitcoin and then I had left it in there overnight. I didn't. I didn't put it in. Um, I didn't put it into the into the poker account. And I saw it grew, and I went. I'm making more money holding on to this stuff. How does this work? Oh, so um, that
0: was your first experience seeing the volatility of yes. the Bitcoin in a dollar value. Where do you mind me asking, like, where was kind of like your on ramp into this crypto poker or crypto gambling world? Was there like a poker silk road that you got to experience? No, No, uh,
2: I use the regular uh, Bovada Bovada is one that's open to Americans, but banks were it was kind of like the, you know how the bank now will tell you whether, where you can spend your money and where you can't. Right. Well, where I couldn't was my, uh, that particular site.
0: So you couldn't so, top up your account or withdraw from that account on that site, but it was a legal site to gamble on. You just yes. couldn't deal with the banks. Yeah. I can legally oh, get, so it, but up. I couldn't put that's money. So I was like, what the hell? That's an evil flex on their behalf.
2: Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. So finally, now that I have Bitcoin and now that I have a way to put in money, um, I started using it, but then I kept it, uh, and I and then I it got up to like eight. I bought in at 250, and I got up to like 800 around that time. Oh wow! And I then I took that money, going, there's no way it's going to get any bigger than this. <laughs> I cashed out. A lot of people did. Went to Vegas,
0: and and
2: didn't keep any more.
0: So, um, and when was this around 800? Uh, about 2016, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's like early, early
2: 2016, late 2015. And then later on that year, um, I had a friend who was like a huge tech guy. Like, um, he, he was like basically a, a prodigy, uh, with computers and he hit me up, uh, and told, uh, because I made his wife laugh on the internet and he hit me up, <laughs> which is like, whenever he calls, it's like, Jesus is calling you better answer the phone. Cause this is the only time he's going to call. So I answered and he made a Bitcoin joke. And I knew what it was and I hit back at him and then he goes, Oh my god, I gotta talk to you more about it. Turns out he was a lead dev on at one point it was like a top four coin.
1: Oh wow. Um names won't be named,
2: I names guess. won't be named. I but that. I was no, like, but that's
0: such a such a coincidence, man. Small crypto world, I mean, at yeah. a one percent adoption rate, what are the odds? Yeah, it you know? was crazy. That's great. I wanted to maybe backtrack just a little bit, uh, yeah. Andy. What What are your thoughts on, like, you know, you you got your, your rabbit hole experience through Reddit. Uh, what are your yeah. thoughts on what Reddit was and its contributions uh. to Bitcoin then as opposed to where it is now? Because like you said, you said, hey, how, what is Bitcoin? Where can I buy it? That. Total experience is night and day. Now that we have these forks and tribes within Bitcoin, we have people that would say Bitcoin cash is the real Bitcoin because of this and that. So like just what's your opinion on like Reddit as far as its contribution and its its value in on ramping people as their first experience today?
1: I think it was an outlet back then for nerds like me, people that. Wouldn't have saw that anywhere else but on reddit and, and reddit was a perfect place for cryptocurrency Enthusiasts back then a safe place a place like you didn't have to worry about like it wasn't Twitter It wasn't any of that reddit back then it wasn't even that popular to the mainstream now people like might not use reddit But you, you've you heard
0: of it. But back then some people never heard of reddit. I've so, never used it honestly in my life I refused so, to go to it by the time I got a heard of it. It became a cesspool. So like I I yeah. really got into it Yeah,
1: so yes Yes, but there's still these pockets of amazingness today, I still think. But yes, you're not wrong. But back then, Reddit actually introduced me to it because back in those days, they would have on the sidebar would say, check out this random Reddit. Guess what the random Reddit was? It was the wizard, and it said, come here for magical internet money. And I was like, what the fuck? And I clicked it because it was cool. It was just like you know, MS Paint wizard telling me to go find this magical internet money. I was like, yeah. okay. But Ken, not everybody's like Andy listening to magical MS Paint wizards. I, maybe <laughs> I might've been high that day and I was like, oh, oh yeah, look at
0: that.
1: This is a good was, idea. This is a good idea. Um, So clicked it, but then I, I realized it was more technical than I could ever have thought. That yeah. wizard was just not the representation you thought you were getting into. Um, and that was just getting blown away. And I was talking to people at work, I was like, Hey, do you guys ever heard heard of this Bitcoin thing? And they're like, "What are you talking about? You know, it's it's this new internet money where you peer to peer." And they're like, "You're t- you're crazy." Everyone would like, you know, shoo me away. You know, I tried, but today the Reddit is nowhere near what it was, and it will never ever be there. It will never get back to that. It's yeah. like a, it's like a I play video games. You play. They say vanilla, the vanilla version of the game. It will never be that again. Yeah. So. So it's sad because you're right. Today you go on that Reddit, there might be a few cool links and some good posts, but mostly it's a cesspool of buy this, see that, uh, do this. And it's really sad if you want my honest opinion. I miss the fact that I literally went, hey, I really posted on the Bitcoin Reddit back then. I said, hey, guys, what's a hot wallet and what's a cold storage? And guess what I got replied? Not... You're an idiot. You're a noob, right. no coiner. What a loser. They said, Oh, you get
0: that now. That's for sure. Yeah. What did I oh, get? I was just I got... talking to somebody about that. It's fucked up.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. fucked up. And you know what I got? I got links to like what a cold storage is and where to find it. And I, I, rese- I was like, Whoa, great thing. I asked questions like, and people answered. And it's so crazy that that is, that is really hard to find today on social media. Yeah. So the big difference is you're correct night and day.
0: Well, and it's kind it's of crypto not... culture now, right? I mean, we like idolize memes and trolls, and like yeah. the worse the troll and the harsher the meme, the more we kind of idolize these characters in our space, and that's what people are starting to strive for instead of quality content and actual contributions. We've become this biased, uh, inner tribal, competitive world of. You know, who can out meme who by distracting somebody the most. And it's like we, we've lost we've lost the purity because we've we've I believe, you know, people say, Oh, we're not at mass adoption yet, but I'm like, Well, we've hit mass adoption when there's, you know, a, a hundred or what Uh, 2000 different currencies and hundreds upon hundreds of different, you know, discords and slacks with thousands of people and all different of opinion. That's what mass adoption looks like. You know, it looks like this where people are arguing, where there are tribes that have opinions on how things should be. And that's what decentralization looks like, you know, and I could go into how decentralization is in its own worst enemy and best benefactor at the same damn time. It really is things from Bitcoin to Litecoin can kind of prove that to Ethereum, even With, like, you know, Vitalik to Charlie Lee as opposed to Satoshi Nakamoto. Um, Right. Yeah, Yeah. I kind of wanted to tap into a little bit about, like, your podcast and what you're doing and some of, like, you know, what you have done. So, why don't you go ahead and explain, sort of, what the podcast is and what you're trying to, like, you know, what your listeners are getting out of it, what you're trying to do with it.
1: So, this actually segues off of what we just talked about in a lot of ways because Daniel and I got into this and we're like, what are we going to do? We're going to, we're going to. Predict Price's, we're going to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, at first we are going to talk Price. We, was, we were, like, like everyone that was else. A great idea. Like <laughs> everybody else, right? We were in the midst of 2017. Uh, we really wanted to talk, talk about crypto because we loved it.
2: Yeah, and it, it also segues from there. I was also on Reddit at the time when you could get help. And then it started to dwindle down. And I'm like, well, there are new people trying to come into the space. I want to help them in some way. So we figured we would try to stick with educating because it was kind of like a way to force Andy and I because we knew what Bitcoin was. We knew what Ethereum was. We knew we all knew, of it. We knew all this stuff, but we didn't really know it. We didn't really know who was behind it, what's the intention, what's the purpose. Like I've heard of a smart contract. I didn't understand it at the time. So I said, let's force ourselves to educate ourselves and then in the process
1: So it. our slogan was originally on the first time we broadcast, I'm like, we are the coin boys, your average everyday crypto bros, because that's what we were. Now, a year later, we are now your average everyday more informative crypto bros. Yeah. Um, so, Ken, what I'm saying is, we wanted to do a podcast that did not talk about price, that interviewed people, uh, focused on adoption, growth. Try to try to like in an average way, like we're total bros. You know, like you know, I live in California. In the valley, you know, I'm a yeah. like chill. You know, I like comic books and video games. I also work in entertainment, but I love crypto. So let's educate them in a fun way where it's like we shoot the shit, but we learn about crypto.
2: Yeah, we um, got we essentially
1: got like a free education from, from leading all the shit we people. Did. So
2: uh, for people who are in the space, which is kind of one one cool thing about the the whole space is you could actually reach out to the people who are making this, and they are willing to talk to you.
0: Yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've been blessed this myself. I mean, uh, people always ask like, how did you get this guest? And I'm like, well, I just ask. I, I asked. You just now. ask. Yeah, Actually, that, I
1: think I surprised
0: he, him a bunch of times. He, he surprised me many
1: times. I was like, like he's like, that. you'll never get that person. I was like, all right, I'm going to email them and see if they say anything. And guess what? They come back and they say, yeah, I'd love to all come time. on your show. Yeah. So you, you know what? That
0: kind of segues into my next question. Cool. What were some of your yeah. more memorable guests, memorable moments in the podcast?
1: The number one was John McAfee, It was John McAfee, um, because yeah. that's the story. Is like, listen, one I, I, I might like, not agree with it. Yeah. And I might not agree with a hundred percent. I have a, a thing. You know, I don't agree with a hundred percent of what he stands for, but he would be great to talk to and be able to ask questions. So, Daniel, I'm going to reach out to John McAfee. And he, what did you say? You're a good one, but good
2: I, I was right. We had a Gmail account at the time. Right. And he so didn't respond back at all. Right. But then we got our, our website up. We're at thecoinbase.com, and I said, "Let's can we have professional emails now? Can we do this so that way it's easier
1: for people to remember?" Because we had a weird Gmail account. It was like, it was it it's was it's a, hard to remember. Basically. But anyway, long story short, I emailed him again, and he literally replied, "Okay." I said, "Okay, well, John," That's it. Said Just he said, "He was two letters." letters. Do it. Okay. Then later, okay. his his wife Janice McAfee emailed me and said, "We'd love to have John on your show," and I was like, "Great," and. What I loved about that, and this is the most memorable thing, is that I told Daniel, I'm like, listen, he's not just important to what happened in crypto. This guy was a part of the early internet like boom. He created the first antivirus software. I want to know about that first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, During the
0: Da Vinci Code, uh, da Vinci Code, the Da Vinci virus dude. error.
1: He told us stories about Bill Gates, Steve Jobs. Uh, He met the guy who created Netscape and told us how influential that was for the
2: internet. He told us about, he used to work on the first computers
1: where you had to like... Yeah, the probe a bunch of stuff
0: in the 60s. Oh my god. Could you imagine, dude? Yeah, the pictures of like a a 500 and something megabyte, you know, memory was like the size of a room.
2: It was huge. And And you had
0: to like move things. And have you
2: seen John? Back in the day he was
1: pretty ripped. So, well,
0: yeah, you had to be everything yeah. a forklift with computers.
1: <laughs> exactly. He it was cool. I think we 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 were noticing that everyone that interviewed him was just like, let's talk about crypto and no one ever and asked him dick. And no <laughs> one asked him like where he was born or how he grew up and like all the fun stuff. So that was one of the most memorable that story was, uh, it I, was a cool experience. It was together. a cool experience. literally when we finished talking to him, I never had an experience where journalistically I felt uh, like like wow, we just did something we really interesting. We covered some shit. Yeah, and I'm not tooting our own horn. It was just really that feeling, and For that was point. our early days, you know, of our podcast. So one of that was memorable. Uh, actually, I love the fact that we kind of do a gaming centric theme. So we've had we were one of the early we're people that we were the only crypto podcast at E3. <laughs> yeah, we were the only crypto podcast at E3. We were oh, one of wow. the hell. Yeah, and we were one of the early ones to really kind of in the podcast realm at least really talk about like let's. Let's talk about video game companies. We had Theta Token was our first interview. Yeah, his name uh, and and they're actually coming on soon again. But uh, and then we've had Engine on and nice. and we've had a really good pull from like a gaming crypto community, and I really love that. And I I, I you've seen uh, I'm sure you've seen my posts on my normal producer by the way uh, Twitter. I'm posting gaming stuff a lot, so I really appreciate the love of crypto and gaming. We love doing it. So that's another thing. About our podcast that I'd love to, yeah. to share. See,
0: I, I'm a big fan of Wax, man. I've been following yeah. them for a long time. I've I've I ran into them probably like six times throughout the year at conferences I've been mm-hmm. to. I, I feel like I've interviewed them maybe three times. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Malcolm?
1: William. We well we William did. Know William us, uh, William Quigley.
0: Oh, cool. He, he, yeah, he's the co-founder,
1: like, right? The co-founder. Yeah. 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 Actually, he's a part of creating Tether. He's, he's, yeah, we just found out he was- Why don't you dive in a, a little Tether.
0: bit about like what Wax is, how, what it does in the gaming crypto industry. I know it has to do a lot with collectibles sure. and trading collectibles and things like that. Tokenizing in-game content for these platforms that already exist, which is a really cool step moving forward. Why don't you guys dive in a little bit about that and maybe segue into Engine and what they're doing because- sure. I, I've been following them recently and they're making some pretty cool waves in the space. Sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah wax. Uh, basically, it's a decentralized way of buying skins for your. Basically, so say you, you play uh, uh, Players Unknown, which is PUBG. Uh, it's a which
0: I'm e- badass at mobile, baby. Yeah. let get chicken dinner every time. I'm not even. Oh even really? Annoying. I got the <laughs> proof in the stats, bro.
1: That's awesome. That's the only way to go. Well, what I'm saying is, is that you could skin, buy a skin from a game like that through the through a blockchain. And they have something called the Wax Explorer, yeah. which is a working utility where you can see the guns that you want to buy that are literally on the blockchain. And you can see who owned these guns and these skins before you. Like this guy sold this skin gun to this person. And it's amazing that we were like blown away recently because we got to check it out. Yeah, it's, it's working, cool. man, it's and, working. And it's really cool because they have a way of getting
2: your, either your F tokens, your whatever, like you have a CryptoKitty. And it's under the Ethereum blockchain. They can get it to the EOS blockchain. The EOS blockchain. They've yeah, actually... actually so he said it on our podcast, actually. Uh, he it go. They make a copy of it through WAX. And then they freeze the Ethereum token. It's frozen. Like
0: it's an escrow. Oh, yes. snap. That's it's an nice. escrow.
2: And, he, crazy. and then, And then you can buy it. You can keep it under the WAX.
0: Or you can say, I want it under Ethereum. Or actually, can you move it to EOS? And they'll do it. I've seen people do this with uh, ICO tokens from things like um uh, Game Credits Mobile Go. They were on um Ethereum as an ICO and Waves as well. And if you had the waves, they would just freeze the ones on the Ethereum to balance it out. So, where there say there was 21 million on both blockchains, there would only be 21 million in supply like moving around. Yeah. They would always yeah. counter free. That's really cool that they decided to incorporate that into these collectibles.
2: Yeah, and so and but right now they're doing it not on original games that they've created. They It's just they're kind of adopting games and bring it in into their wallet. Which is uh, he had a big problem when we were talking with the um, MetaMask wallet, so they created their
1: own wallet, which seems <laughs> pretty badass actually. Yeah, so they have a working explorer where you could see guns that are on the blockchain. Now also they created this thing just recently called stickers. And in gaming, if you ever watch people on Twitch, people always put like these crazy emojis and like stickers and they, they're just literally that. They're just fun. You could create your own sticker, put it on a blockchain, on the wax blockchain and sell it to other people. And, and so an influencer could be like, hey guys, here's some stickers and they're they're yours, that you own them. And yeah, I my... just
0: saw um Crypto Stash, not to yes. interrupt. Crypto Stash is giving away uh, his, uh you know, customized wax stickers Sugar. if you go and check them out on Facebook. So I wanted to shout out crypto stash. He just made the tweet on Twitter. Check him out. And yeah, I mean, that's really cool that they're working with the content creators in the crypto community and the gamers who are already have a following that are nothing to do with crypto at all. And wax has made it possible for you to really do this without really knowing too much about crypto. You don't have to really have to go diving deep into what a collectible, you know, tokenized, uh, skin is there's these people that are trading skins are used to it. They've been doing this. Uh, wax comes from opskins, and opskins yes, is why wax exists. They've ran into problems with uh, you know uh, fake content that isn't recognized on platforms, to double spends, to chargebacks, and that's why they've incorporated this cryptocurrency and blockchain technologies to solve problems they've already had. So it's yeah. really cool that these gamers are already used to this concept of in-game content, peer-to-peer transaction, and now they're going to get kind of Trojan horse educated into why this is more secure than the traditional. I, I think it's really powerful. And and I
1: want to just say that from interviewing a lot of cryptocurrency uh, centric uh, companies, they don't ever like you never hear them talk about how shitty the market's going They're because the gaming is actually pushing adoption right now, right? You said it. I think that is one of the biggest things. These gamers already know what microtransactions are. They get it, you know, so at least that small percentage of that world can help yeah. push adoption. So, you know, listen, working utility is a huge thing to say you have, and maybe it's not working the way you want it just yet, but it's there. Yeah. And I'm impressed that they were able to use the the, EO, the EOS, which has been... Which we still don't know how to pronounce. EOS. <laughs> eos is
2: what eos. I said, but i'm
0: pretty sure it is eos i think that's how brock pierce says it so however brock says it i guess is the right way right. to say it
1: <laughs> right so they are they were actually using their blockchain yeah. and that technology as well so they're they're, they're kind of proof engine coin moving
2: over to them they're they we feel are going to release some cool stuff they're trying to be their own game developers using their blockchain mm-hmm. to so, make those yeah. games and what i like from them was you're going to have the ability hopefully should everything work out to take one asset from one game let's say it's a gun in one game and bring it into another game and it could be like a card or something and so you could like for Uh, so imagine not skin so items imagine like taking the flower from mario brothers and saying man i really wish i had this flower in metal gear solid and you brought it into metal gear solid and it became like a flower flamethrower gun
0: so, so that would rec- like so. What they're doing is building that foundation layer for these developers to build games on, where these yeah. items are recognized in each other. So that I mean that's well, a really interesting concept because I don't know if that's been done before. Where well, you could do that, like you know, play Grand Theft Auto and have a game a car from you know Need for Speed in Grand Theft Auto.
1: Yeah. Well, it, actually, here's how it's gonna work. It yeah, we'll it have to work a little bit differently. So the way it works is that you ever see Silicon Valley? Do you ever watch the the, sh- the series?
0: Do you remember I'm when- on one season behind, but uh, yes, okay. so no well, spoilers.
1: So no spoilers. So what I'll say is that they're literally got six uh, companies. So no, think of it, here, this will be easier this way. Think of it like oh. the, the MCU and the DCU, right?
2: Okay. They can't cross over because of rights. Rights are owned by different companies. So that's what's gonna happen with these games. If the game is owned by the same company, even though it's on the same blockchain, the rights would only go through and, and the and the And the the assets would only go through those things in terms of being active through the the games under each company. So no, but
1: ideally, but everything on engine would would all flow together. What I'm saying, what they have done is they made deals with six publishers that are all going to work in tandem to make sure that items can be exchanged within their games. That's how how it will work. So what my Silicon Valley, it's that he, you know, gets a group of people together basically to, to have one goal. So it's, it might not be as easy as saying Mario Brothers flower to Metal Gear, get Metal Gear Solid. Right, right. But, but these game, the more developers they get, the more you can play different games and yes, bring that sword to this game. And that bush, I don't know why you need a bush. Yeah, you need a bush. Fortnite, you need a bush to hide, behind. Right? I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. the Fortnite bush. <laughs> That's why I'm saying that. Then you take your Fortnite bush or fake bush to the other game that is what engines essentially doing which is really ambitious and pretty awesome as well, well yeah. as
0: the as the esports community is growing you know and and we're seeing more value go that way as far as like you know uh people that play games and what they earn as gamers uh i think that this is really going to pick up on that side where people are going to want to you know you had ninja playing fortnite he doesn't want to play that shit forever but all those skins that he has collected over time that's real money that he's spent they're locked into that account forever imagine being able to play a game where you could send it to another player after you're done or you could kind of put them up on an exchange and just put sell orders in and kind of go play on your next game and that way you're the time that you invested the money that you invested in something isn't lost and that's yeah. where i think the real importance is going to come from and the the micro transactions like the the gaming side of that when you know people on youtube send me a super chat or people on twitch they get those super tips you know these platforms take 30 percent of that that's why yeah. i'm partnered up with bitbacker.io you know they've made it possible for people to be able to send crypto tips where it's just the transaction fee and and that's that's what it's really all about and I and think that these gamers that are playing and they see you know they're only getting 70% or maybe less of their donations they're gonna try to move on to platforms where it's more lucrative to spend their time and the same thing goes with the gaming not just the streaming platforms what games are worth my time when I'm yeah. done playing them you know is it still like you know valuable and that's really cool like where I see the crypto and gaming space going and I think that that gaming where the gaming industry going plus like the adult industry with crypto sure that's the biggest snowball and i don't think crypto needs our help anymore i mean where, where do you guys see it like where, what are your opinions on where we're at right now in this space as far wow. as like the, the no i know you don't talk price but like no, no the, pri- the price versus the tech sure. right like bitcoin has increased in quality of technology since it's all-time high in price it hasn't dwindled in technology increase right we haven't lost progress we've only increased we have more adoption more trades more institutional means of on-ramp but the price has gone down so like what are your opinions on the space right now and where do you see it going forward
1: well I I think what I try to explain to people is that listen there are programmers developers and coders that are working their asses off developing the technology right now they're not complaining they're busting their asses Mm -hmm. right so I always say don't forget we're on the surface of things you're just trading it you're just seeing social media but There's all these people, even miners, you know, the people that are mining and doing, you know, confirmations, it all matters. And those are the people that are helping. But it's like people are forgetting, like, it's not just price. And yes, we care about price, too, of course. It sucks that the market's low. You know, we everyone wishes the market was up. Right. Yeah. But what do I say is like my my head? This is this is me in 2017. This is me in 2018. I haven't moved right it doesn't matter yeah because if we really care then the people that we should be supporting are the developers and the programmers and, and pushing the adoption because price will come eventually amen but here's so uh, here's what
2: i saw in 2017 and a lot of 20 yeah in a lot of 2017 it was like the year of startups and startups take time to develop So 2018, I feel was, became a bear market because a, it was slow. These startups were cashing out on the Bitcoin that they needed to fund their projects if they were legitimate for the most part, uh, that's what they're doing. Um, I mean, and if they weren't legitimate, they're definitely bailing out. Uh, so it takes like a year, year and a half to see some sort of return on a lot of these projects. So it's going to take some time for, for that to happen. Once, once more adoption besides gaming, which. Gaming is awesome. Gaming is wonderful, and I feel that 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 gaming in the adult industry are you know everybody will follow. Yep. Uh, as soon as, as soon as movies also follow as well.
0: Uh, mainly Disney. If we can get Disney on this, this would be great. But sorry. you know what, the, uh, dude, I could dive down that rabbit hole for a minute yeah, yeah, if yeah. you have. I mean, like yeah, I yeah, always yeah. thought about the concept of of um you know when you go into a store and buy a DVD, it comes with a downloadable MP4, right? Yeah. well the problem they have with that right now is I can share that copy it and we can all watch it at the same time there's no like risk to you know sharing that well imagine if they tokenized that downloadable content and you could only watch it on a wallet that you know it was a private key that you needed to be in possession of in order to stream it right this is something similar that Xbox was trying to do when you had to stay online to play a video game and the video would be a lot cheaper that's a whole different thing but my my idea is if they tokenize these downloadable contents it would have a risk aversion i wouldn't want to share that private key with you know everybody because if somebody were to sweep it and then change the private key putting it on a new wallet i we would all lose access to it so i wouldn't want to share that downloadable content um and i th- i think that's that that step they may take is figuring out how do they tokenize this downloadable content. So like Disney has a wallet, which is their Disney media browser or whatever. And you can, you know, download or buy, I mean, buy their content, but then you could also exchange it on their open exchange on the Disney exchange. So I watched a movie a hundred times. I'm kind of over it. I can kind of sell it on their exchange instead of going through, um, GameStop where the Disney doesn't see any return revenue on that, purchase and retail sale, which is why they have a problem with things like this. Mm-hmm. So I think that's their incentive, and may potentially be the on ramp to them adopting the technology. I don't, I don't know what your yeah. thoughts are on that. Well, Disney has something called the Disney Vault. Are you aware of this? Yes, with the VHSs and people, it's like it, uh, it's like it's not just, Pokemon cards yeah. and Beanie Babies; they're investments. Exactly, yeah. it's not just, and it's not just VHSs. It went into DVDs,
2: and it went into Blu-rays, and it went into, and it's still continuing on to whatever the next format is. Um, they're only allowing movies to be sold in certain time periods. So you, as an investor in Disney's movies at the time or the, the whatever tokens they end up doing, um, that's what they're gonna start doing, just selling those tokens. They, Disney itself um, is fully aware of that. And I heard something about Dragon Chain back in the day.
1: <laughs> Um, I think Dragon Chain has people just from, from, from Disney, Disney so. and that was the confusion people used to have with that. Yeah. They're like, it's Disney! It's, it's like, like, no, no. there are people from Disney that
0: were like... Oh, I partner. love that. Yeah, Justin's son bought a Big Mac and they partnered with McDonald's. Yeah, yes! I was
2: like, oh my god, back ah. in the day, FOMOs were great, but, um, or FUD, back in the day, it was, uh, it was great. But, uh, so... It's going to be just a matter of a few years as soon as they realize the the blockchain technology, how they can control everything and how they can make a profit off of you exchanging it just based off of the uh, transaction fees. Yep. It's going to happen. It's going to suck for us because now some things are going to be far more expensive. Then, uh, I think that'd be cheaper, honestly, try.
0: because it, it, it eliminates the black market that they lose money at, right? Like, that's why a video game costs $60 instead of $30 is the resale problem. I can sell you the game and then you can sell somebody else the game and that prevents the, somebody from buying the game at the shelf price and they lose money all three times, you know? And that's, I think that's the solution. There's a, GameStop has a, you know, it, it's a big problem with, with uh, the cost on games right now. That's why I, I was a big supporter of, Microsoft said the Xbox one was going to be online mandatory. I said genius. I was fucking all genius Thank And that's you. when everybody was like boo and I'm like, yeah, I get it You bought the game your internet goes down You can't even play the offline version of the game, but you know how much cheaper it would be how much Better for the digital content economy it would be and I I feel like with the means of you know internet we have now and the uh, five 5g data that's coming our way and the cost effect. I mean, dude, like I say, I I say this a lot and I feel like I repeat myself, but even homeless people have smartphones and use hotspots to use social media and things. So it's like, don't think that, you know, this, everything has to be online. The work thing won't work. I think it's actually going to be quite cost effective for us, the consumer. It may cut out a lot of third parties, like GameStop may not exist. And that may cause problems with jobs and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, it is what it is when it comes down to the bottom line of us, the customers, and these companies are going to have to compete for us and our money, and and it's... It's gonna be uh, consoles versus you know digital contents, things like Fortnite that are on everything and cross-platform and really stretching the boundaries. And I, I I'm waiting for that next thing, you know, that the crypto version of Fortnite that, that, that yeah. does what Fortnite did. And it's gonna probably be what Wax is doing, honestly. With like you said, things like PUBG, um, Counter or what's that thing? Counter Strike. Counter Strike. CS:GO. Yeah, dude, huge. You know, it's CS:GO. Like... Dude, these games yeah. are huge. They have huge communities. Huge, yeah. huge. Well, their their communities trade in-game content that's what they do
2: it depends on how the the gaming like Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo decide to distribute that content because there's a lot of people who can't afford to buy games when they first come out so they wait for the secondhand area and for the price to go down a little bit and usually through GameStop it's it goes it's a little bit faster than online for them for in in a lot of cases but if the gaming and the and, and the studios all keep control of their own content, now it becomes a question of, okay, are they going to do a monthly subscription fee so that way more people can play? Because not everybody's going to be able to buy those $60 games. Yeah. $80 games in the future. $100 games in the future. Right. Because that's how that fiat works. Um So I feel I I, it's just more for because I grew up renting video games. There's no way I could afford. Well, when they're tokenized, we
0: could all rent one game. Say it is a hundred bucks. All three of us pitching thirty-three dollars, and we can share the game. You know, as a pool. You know, like we all can't play it at the same time. But it would be like going back and having the disc, and you just come to my house when it's exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna. It's. I don't Mm. know, man. Maybe I'm too like. So stoned or something, you know, I have to get <laughs> so, on my level only, to start.
2: Everything you're saying is making sense. I just feel like I'm like, there's going to be a way that these fucking studios are going to fuck us just because that's what they tried to do.
0: I don't think that's the, I, I feel like you're right, but that's the companies that are in that comfortable state right now that are already established. And it doesn't make sense for their profit margins and their business model right now. And that's yeah. fine. Good for you. But the companies that haven't been coming up yet, the guys, the six guys working with Engine. Oh and, yeah. And that's see, this is what I'm saying. These, these are going to be the next Treyarchs, the next Playstations, the next Sonys. They, we don't, I don't care if Sony adopts this and figures it out and use it. Maybe it doesn't work, for them, who cares? But that's the point of early adoption, risk reward, first mover advantage. You know, and and um, I think that by the time it does work out for them and they figure out how to manipulate it for the corporate business structure to profit, other companies are gonna realize that it's really, how do we make our customers and, and end users profit the most to get the most end users, period. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I think it's going to come down to. All this technology, and I've been the G uh, twenty money twenty twenty. All these conferences uh, about money that had blockchain kind of in the background, and they all want to figure out how to utilize this technology to make more money for themselves by getting more from their end user. And that's not that's that's the wrong way to uh, look at it. You have to how can my end user get more value out of using my platform rather than my customer's platform? That's how you're going to make more end users, and that's how you're going to. Have a bigger business, better business model. I completely agree with that. Absolutely. So, this is I really small hope that that's guys. How it goes. Yeah. I would love to be able to do things like, um, I, I talk to a lot of these gamers that are Twitch streamers that have like, you know, 100k uh, subscribers. I'm not going to be like name dropping, you know, the, the clout, but like, I talk to a lot of streamers that do Twitch and play Fortnite and other games and RoomScape, stuff like that, and which is kind of how they got into Bitcoin. It's like RoomScape, which is awesome. RuneScape. But yeah. I talked to them about the concept. Imagine having a private server on Fortnite where we all put $100 worth of you know, crypto. In, all of us each, 100 people, put $100 in the escrow and micropayments per second. You're alive. You have to pay per second. So you have an incentive to stay alive and on all this. And every time you kill somebody, you get their pool.
2: That's crazy. But that's that
1: would be awesome. great. That'd be fun. That'd be awesome. That's
0: like,
2: like crazy. crazy is
0: awesome? Stuff.
1: I right, love and that's how that.
0: I see the future of competitive gaming, and sure. that's what this technology is building and i think that's the future of wax and they don't see it yet is hosting private server matches for in-game content everybody puts up an item from the game they play winner takes all kind sure. of scenario like the competitive aspect because the attention economy is the next industrial economy we don't need people to stand at assembly lines anymore or would you like fries with that that's gone what we have yeah. now is those people either creating creating content or consuming content and that's the next attention economy that's why i see that coming and that's what cryptocurrencies blockchain microtransactions the whole micro economy thing is building towards you know with things like uber and airbnb i mean that's like the baby steps imagine 20 years from now
2: yeah, yeah. i mean the reason why i'm still into crypto is because of how much it can help the little person the people who need the help it can help them a lot i got into a bit of an argument with some guy because he was, he was rich, he was well off, fiat wise. He was well off and rich, he goes, why do I need Bitcoin? I'm like, bro, it's not for you. I don't know what to tell you uh, other than you're, the, you're who we're trying to stop. You're the dick, <laughs> basically.
0: Yo, I, um, I actually was asked that question on stage in Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah, so, um, that's funny. So I'll tell you my response, but go ahead. Go for it. No, no,
2: I, I just basically was like, it's not for you. Like, if you do nothing, and this is not the unfortunate right. truth. If you do nothing and everything switches, then whatever money you have switches over. Now, the value of your money may go down a little bit, but not but not to the point where he's screwed. And unfortunately, rich get richer in this economy. Yep. So so he's going to be fine. But it's for the people who don't have that opportunity to have a bank account, to right. hold on to the money, to have money where it doesn't lose extreme value all the time. Although right now, it's kind of like... They're all together. But
0: uh, um, I still think it's doing uh, better than the Venezuelan currency. uh, Yeah. A lot of other third world countries. But um, my my response on stage was a little um, eccentric, I would say. I was a a little upset that they even asked. And uh, they were like, they said sort of the same thing. Like, you know, I'm pretty well off, blah, blah, blah. Why do I need Bitcoin? You know, and I'm like, well, you don't. I mean, that's like saying, why do I need the cure for cancer? I mean, maybe you don't have cancer. But if you invested in a company that's working on it and they come up with a cure for cancer, you benefit in it helping other people that desperately need this cure. And what banks are, are cancer on the financial economy, period so other people have have this tumor in their life that is this central authority called a bank that does screw them or a, a central uh, fiat issuer that screws them you know by inflation and that is their cancer and Bitcoin is their cure you don't have this cancer fine but you can invest in it and benefit off knowing the fact that other people are using it for their benefit you don't need something to invest in it to know that other people do need it and will utilize it for their benefit and that's kind of like the perspective that these first world problem rich guys don't really have. They're like, uh, and I see it on Shark Tank all the fucking time. And they're like, <laughs> yes. oh, I don't see a use for that. And I'm like, cause you're rich and you don't live in the fucking yeah. real world, you moron. Yeah, guy. like, oh, like, sure. like I don't see doorbell. where I can make a profit.
2: <laughs> I was like, the oh, doorbell, that
0: doorbell that had the camera on it with the live feed that hooked up Ring. to the Wi-Fi, they passed on it. And, and they fucking knocked it out of the park because everybody that has a friggin doesn't have a doorman or a butler or somebody has to, you know what I mean? There's a real use for it in the real world. Mm-hmm. But those 1%, you know, rich guys like on Shark Tank don't see it. So they miss out on like that common person's problem and the yeah. solution to it so they don't see it as a solution because they don't even see the problem to begin with you're trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist all right dick and that's kind of what they look at bitcoin right like bitcoin isn't even a problem because i can send a million dollars blah 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 and i'm like yeah but some people can't even send a dollar it costs yeah. you know 33 cents or 88 cents. i have a picture somebody sent a dollar at walmart with a money order cost 33 cents come on wow. or 88 cents i was like how's that even worth it so it, it's it is a real Weird conversation to have with people that had that perspective, but I I don't want them and I don't want them to benefit off Bitcoin great Don't I don't even want you in this space get the fuck out before you even get in because you're there's the toxicity We don't need you're the guy who wants Bitcoin to go up instead of Bitcoin to be adopted at a a local store exactly
2: and uh, (laughs) It's just it gets frustrating sometimes when you meet those people, but you're like but then it just reminds you why you're here It just reminds you again what you're trying to do Hopefully.
0: So I wanted to cover some local, uh, not local, uh, some uh, recent news. Local news. That local news. news. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I that's the news. Around um, the neighborhood.
1: We can't <laughs> close <out. laughs>
0: So uh, recently, uh, the former prime minister of Israel has called crypto a Ponzi scheme but yeah. underlines the importance of blockchain technology. So the perpetual motion machine doesn't need the energy, it you know, it uses to keep going. It'll just work, right? Like blockchain doesn't need crypto. It, it's fine. You know, crypto is a scam. And this has been the sentiment since the beginning. So, like, what is your opinion, guys, on this perspective coming from a former prime fucking minister? I, I just
1: don't think you could take the blockchain out of crypto and the crypto out of blockchain. Um, I, 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 I think want that, that on a
0: T-shirt. You should. It's
1: just. <laughs> What they don't realize that's just them not being educated and knowing even what the fucking technology does. I, I feel exactly. the reason why they say that
2: is because obviously if governments it's the money thing side yeah, if of it. governments say, Okay, Bitcoin's fine or whatever, if if they if they put some sort of recognition and acceptance on it, then that means that their money is going to go into that and they lose out.
0: Mm. It's
1: so, like saying the entrees suck, but man, those avocado egg rolls are yeah. really good. So it's kind of you like know? it's kind of like back in the day. Did you ever have did you ever oh. do the DARE program?
0: Yeah, um, man, everybody had to. It was yeah. mandatory and annoying. Right?
2: So they told you uh, a weed's not bad, but it's the gateway. They're like they're like uh blockchain's not bad, but but Bitcoin it's kind of like they're trying to make uh Bitcoin some sort of weird, you know stage one drug and like but blockchain <laughs> is okay it's,
1: it's just you can use the gateway a little bit kind of thing they just don't want the money going into bitcoin i think it's saying money publicly like saying yeah. the crypto side of it really scares them but the blockchain's cool like that's what everyone says but Did, um you know
2: so people who are not really educated in the space, they 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 separate the two, not realizing they are actually the same. Is there
0: is there a way that you see a, a use of blockchain technology without having cryptocurrency involvement? Well, it's what
2: it's kind of a ledger is a ledger is a ledger. That's what a blockchain is. A blockchain is a ledger. Now, the question is how how much is the total on this ledger? That's it. Like and can we change that total or not? Uh, you're gonna have a ledger for whatever reason holding whatever things you need to hold in it um, so that's but it's all like non-fungible
1: no it's like <laughs> say you want to use the blockchain technology all you have to say to yourself is don't give out the tokens like or or don't use them for money in case you know use them for what this you you remember in 2017 they were like oh uh, treehouse coin and electric coin you know there was like a use case for everything uh, but it's i don't know it's it's yeah, here's yeah. the thing. They're not uh,
2: separate. They're not separate. It's even hard to explain. Can't separate anything. One is what they're one in the
1: same. It's just the question is how much is on this one. I guess I'm frustrated because I've had recently my friend text me. He's like, I don't like this crypto thing, but I kind of like the blockchain thing. I'm like, what? Well, then that's fine. It's, I say that's fine. That's
2: I why I don't even I argue. Mean. I go, yeah, great. I'm glad you like blockchain technology. Continue.
0: Right. So why don't you why don't you tell the viewers how do they invest in this blockchain thing that they've been hearing about?
1: <laughs> we'll go to block you got
2: Now you have to coin- figure that out. I mean look at it We'll have, know, have to make
1: blockbase instead of coinbase somehow it, sell some blockchain So people, some people I, I feel how. that
2: investing in Bitcoin is like investing in Laserdisc right now and I can't argue yeah, with that probably. I can't argue with that because there are a lot of problems with Bitcoin but I will say well then find another blockchain find another technology, see what their rules are, see how that works. And if you like it, invest in that. Now, here's the thing, you may need Bitcoin to invest in that. And that's that's going to be the key
1: to that one. You're you're either going to if you do need Bitcoin, then you got to figure that one out as well. You have no choice. I just think, oh, man, we were talking about how the market is today. It's just really getting bad publicly around with friends. Like it's getting to that point again where like what happened to crypto, man? What's going on? Because I'm getting all these. I'm like, oh, man, all my non crypto friends are texting me again, telling me what's going on. It's it's frustrating for me because we've been working so hard at trying to educate and it still feels like we're so far behind. Uh, We got so long. That's what I tell people. I was like, look, maybe you don't like crypto, but we got a long way to go. So just, you know, I think it's like people have to try to be patient in this time, but it's impossible. But I, I I beg you to try to be patient because. If you're not here for, if you're just here for the money, then it's not helping really. I don't know. Yeah. That's why um, on our podcast, we really promote adoption and use.
2: Uh, I especially like the, the the blockchains or the projects that, that allow you to play with it for free, just so that way you can learn how it works. Um, and I always promote that. I say, you know what? If you are skeptical in investing, if you're skeptical in putting in money, play with this one, see how it works. Then you'll kind of understand yeah. and prepared for when you are ready to step in when you are ready to to do those I things. always
0: try to incentivize people to earn rather than buy. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. things like yo know, BitTube or Steam it or you know so many other ways that you uh uh Latium, uh damn uh what's some more? I feel like there's others Earn.com. There's so many different ways to like kind of put yourself in the in the environment to earn crypto rather than you know putting your fiat into it and purchasing it. And yeah. uh, I try to kind of incentivize people more that way. Right now is like oh you know how do I buy Bitcoin? I'm like well you know all right here's how you could buy it you know there's coinbase bitcoin atms this that the other uh but you know i i would probably check out this account check out this platform and you know maybe while you're engaging with the platform you learn you'll earn and you know stuff like that so i was just wondering like where what are ways that you guys are going about maybe earning crypto right now and using you know your podcasts on other platforms have you been checking out things like BitTube or steemit stuff like i
1: i use steemit a long time ago actually uh i've been using steemit for a while I uh, haven't been using it as much as I used to, but uh, we actually introduced it on the podcast. We did an episode on it, and I was very well versed. I actually have a lot invested into what's called Steam Power, which pretty much means that I'm saying, here's all of my Steam it, all my Steam it, all my Steam, I mean, and I'm willing to put it all into this brand so that I could earn back more when I post things on Steam it. So... My experience was messing around with something called D sound with us. It was like SoundCloud for decentralization. But so mainly can I got to use like the Steemit blockchain a lot and I'm still invested in Steemit and still have steam power. But recently they laid off 70, 70% of their staff.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean the so. coin has dropped very drastically, and, but that's um, the mark. You know, yeah, yeah. So. I, I feel like well, that's that's another thing too. Is like we've seen uh, the maybe the, the user uh, drop as well on there. The 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 use probably drive. a lot yeah so uh balanced out right like the amount of value being created and the amount of uh manpower that needs to be behind it and what they could afford i feel like it's all balancing out sustaining um but a kind of full circle to what steam and gaming kind of is is um i found this game on steam and it's called steam monsters
1: i think i've seen that actually
0: steam monsters and if i cover my private key i can kind of show you what they look like and it's a collectible card and has a okay. private key on it that you can redeem. And you can game on the Steam blockchain uh, with Steam Monsters. And, you know, it's it's just another cool way of, like, you know, engaging with a, a blockchain technology to, you know, either, you know, uh, post content like articles or podcasts or sure. even game on the same blockchain. It's just, like, what, what UI has been built on top of that technology. You know, things from... Uh, uh, D-Live to, uh, to D-Sound to uh, SteepShot, all these yeah. different things that have been built on top of Steemit. You know, it's really cool to see.
1: I think that it's awesome, but the problem, I think, is use. I think that's the problem. It's like we need more people to use them, and it really fell off. I think in 2017, there was a surge in those. There was a lot of people using D-Live and D-Tube, and then, oh, man, it's just yeah, fallen off. Content long. has fallen off, but I, that'll... Over time,
2: that, that will, will pick back, back up. up. But um, the I one think that I has a lot
0: to do with the ease of use. You're right. I mean, it's yeah. it's not super user friendly. There's it's buggy sure. and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, but the one that I tell people uh, that I'm telling people now, if they want to play, that I like and you can use something is the Brave browser because you can get Bat. Yeah, when you dude. use it. when you use the Brave browser, that's true. And and it's simple and you know it'll it'll start you it'll start you off to learn how to move it where to put it all the other stuff and what it's for and, and the use by like paying these websites that you go to in in bat token so i did thought you, that did you um,
0: did you claim your website and podcast on the basic attention token uh, platform so Not people... yet, we should <laughs> so so yeah so what you're saying i made a video on this a little while back i posted it on twitch and it's my only video on twitch but it really appeals to Twitch streamers because you can do this on YouTube, Twitch, your website, things like that. And if you claim it, which means you have to verify that you're the owner, login, user password or things right. like that. Things like posting something in like uh, WordPress on your website to verify that you, you own the website. So oh, cool. when people visit it and they're paying out of their micro donations, because basic attention token, if you have, say, a hundred basic attention tokens in your wallet on Brave Browser and I visit uh the Coin Boys podcast I'm going to say I want to give these guys a microtransaction for every minute I spend on their website and on their YouTube and listening to their podcast. And after a certain amount of time, you will actually get an email from them saying, hey, guys, you didn't claim this website. It uh, looks like it's yours. You may want to go ahead and do so. You've earned some you know, cryptocurrency. Oh, that's so cool. It's wow. really cool. It goes, it goes without you having to claim it or if you already have, you just set up your wallet. I use Uphold. So I actually earn BAT right now from people that have this all set up. They, they're watching my YouTube channel right now. I get the microtransactions, and on Uphold, I get a little notification every once in a while. It's like, hey, you made payout. Oh, that's cool. sweet, okay.
2: That's awesome. Oh, we man. definitely want to look more into yeah, that. Yeah, we got to check into it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just starting with, with Brave. Um, I'm loving it, uh, and I usually don't promote things unless I've tested it out, and, and, and I feel pretty well, good about it. I've been
0: big it. on it ever since I found out it was the dude who created Java. And that was like yeah. what? And then I looked into Brave, and I was like, wait, this dude created Java Brave and Basic <gasps> Attention Token. Yeah, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. I
2: definitely, uh, I definitely was excited for it. So um, that's my one, that's my one way to get into it now, yeah. basically. That's a
0: good one. I like it a lot, actually. Do you, do you have any uh, particular ways that you're, you're like earning crypto or anything like that? I,
1: I actually got into it with. I, I just started using Brave browser as well so oh, I've been cool, doing cool. that but I but outside of that we don't really do much else cuz we
0: don't we don't, do we don't monetize
2: else. our podcast we have a lot
0: earn.com Go to Earn.com, right? It's owned by Coinbase and you could actually sort of kind of charge people for your time, right? So it's like, if people really wanted to engage with you and ask you questions or have you reply to emails, like some companies email you and you're like, I'm not gonna even read this. You can actually hit them with the thing from Earn.com where it would charge them a dollar or whatever you set and you only get paid by them if you reply to that DM or email. And that's sort of how I had to filter my emails from all these companies that want to send me, will you review this scam and I'm like I don't even <laughs> want to say no. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to acknowledge this email with a no. So I hit them with the earn.com thing. They have to pay me and I just say no. You know what yeah. I mean? so oh, it, I like that aspect. It is pretty cool way to kind of like filter spam uh, because it does kind of charge, right? And it, yeah. you know, people say there's no such thing as spam when you you're charging and paying for the engagement, although it is network spam. You know, there's spam, yeah, yeah. but I mean, if someone's gonna give me a dollar just to tell them no after reading a paragraph of their crappy ICO, you know, or something like that, then that I'm, I'm gonna use that as a means. So that's one. Um, bitbacker.io, I hook up my YouTube channel too and people can do power chats, unlike super chats where they steal thirty percent. I get right. the full amount through Bitbacker.io, and it's sort of like a a Patreon. You can subscribe to donate like five dollars a month to my YouTube channel instead of going through YouTube to do the same thing where I. Only only get like two bucks or something. You know, it's it's, it's really awesome. cool different ways of, of earning crypto. Besides things like BitTube and Steam, DLive, all these other means, there's there's a lot, guys, and it's really getting more and more. And I'm I'm just like, you know, the bear market's really disincentivizing people. And they're like, oh, nothing's really I'm like, there's so much progress being made. People are just staring at red and green candles and not really looking at the projects. And, you know, like, oh, there's no users. I mean, look at Steam's blockchain, man, they have the uh, the most underrated blockchain is Steam in my opinion. They have a use case, a platform, users. I mean it's it, it is a great perfect start point for where blockchain's at right now in far as what it could hold. I don't want Walmart to be accepting it right now, but I love what Steam's no. doing. Well I think that what's
1: sad is that those important platforms are suffering right now. You know, yeah. and I think that that's one of the biggest problems is that they're suffering because no one's using it. They're just looking at candles. And yeah. so know, what are
0: some of the projects yeah. that you guys have fell in love with throughout the years? You know, since oh, getting man. into this space and doing the podcast and, and interviewing a lot of these, you know, founders of projects and companies, you kind of learn a little bit more about them than an average end user. Has there been any that have sort of like impressed you? Not saying, oh, this is financial advice, but I mean like things like, oh, well, if this were or it does exist, you use it, stuff like that. Like what's really impressed you this year? Because I feel like like we were talking, a lot of people were stuck on the hopium and vaporware and all these ICOs that didn't come into existence. But there are a lot of projects that are undervalued and underrated because nobody really knows or talks about them so let's give them their moment in 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 the limelight what are some of the ones that you guys think deserve some more attention what has impressed you
1: I think I will say I, I have to be honest it's probably most of the gaming centric tokens I've seen so engine coin I remember when engine coin was you know no one I never even heard of it um <laughs> you remember before you heard of that it? I, yes, I, no, but what I mean is that uh, <laughs> someone told me about engine like just some random person's like, did you hear this gaming token, engine coin? Uh, Engine wax, feta token, I really love. I love, look, I love and am in love with, and will always be in love with, the granddaddy, the grandmama, Bitcoin. I know that it's a slow use, (laughs) but if you ever ask me what I can recommend you the most, I always say Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Um, So honestly, We've done so many, we've had so many tokens on the show and, and and coins on the show, but it's it's so hard for me to just like say, these guys you should go out and get. I just feel like anything gaming centric that we've done um, and yeah, Bitcoin. I, I particularly, <laughs> I'm not a gamer,
2: but after doing these, these podcasts with Andy, I really do like the gaming centric coins. I'm not a not, gamer, I just play a lot. Yeah. Just, I wish. Uh, I just cause I remember I used to play Magic the Gathering back in the day. And the concept of these uh, like Gods Unchained like sounds awesome to me because that's that's what I used to do. Um, this is this is very similar, man. I'll hope you do yeah, get yeah. a
0: free Steam Monster. Oh that'd yeah. be awesome. Thank you. Uh,
2: so that's so that that's pretty cool. Outside of gaming though, um we just recently we have I don't know if we posted it, we haven't posted it yet, but if, um we talked to the to one of the we haven't posted. founders of Bread. BRD, oh, actually. Cool, cool. BRD. Well, it's actually BRD.
0: There. BRD, That's... I love those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: oh, why am I forgetting his name? So sorry. But it's uh, I loved what he had to say. First off, he had such an awesome history. Secondly, he um, the what I have I've had that wallet for a long time. It's been a very trusted wallet for me. Um, and the amount of tokens and 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 crypto that you can have on that wallet now is insane. I'm like, this is kind of what we need. So, was it Alex e- Eaton, maybe? No, 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 no,
0: no, no. Uh, cool. That's the guy I talked to from Bread Wallet. I love Alex Eaton. He came up with the beginner Bitcoin box. So, if you guys are looking for a cool Christmas present, reach out to Alex Eaton, get the Bitcoin beginner box. And it has like this cool little, like, kind of mini Bible looking thing of like the Bitcoin white paper and blockchain crypto explain things. Uh, 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 really cool stuff in there, and he's part of the Bread team. I, I met him at a couple conferences, and you know what? It, it's funny that you bring that up, and I'll be the controversial person in this. I think uh, the Bread wallet used to just be Bitcoin only, and I wished yeah. it stayed that way. Kind of uh, when I first interviewed Andreas Antonopoulos, and I asked him which wallet does he recommend, it was the Bread wallet, and I I was big on Bread because they were Bitcoin only, even through the fork in the Bcash Cash, and you know the the bull run into Litecoin and everything else. They kind of all bitcoin centric which was really awesome way to say like you know when people say oh what bitcoin wallet should i download i would always say like hey bread wallet because it's only bitcoin but if people were like what cryptocurrency or digital asset wallet i would say things like edge or monarch things that would hold different assets yeah. so i i kind of do wish that bread stayed bitcoin only and just really mastered that like multi-sig aspect you know or like um anonymous kind of like you know tried to make like the anonymous transactions on Bitcoin, a little bit cleaner for people to use uh, multi-sig, things like that, or even sending out batch transactions. Like these things that wallets don't really have right now, I would have expected from bread back when I first got in, where I want to send you and you both 20 bucks each. Well, I only need one transaction to send 40 bucks out. So why don't we right. have these these things inside of these wallets? So I don't know, kind of I, had a different well, perspective. Yeah,
2: after, after talking with him, he kind of addressed some of those things, and and
1: I I liked the game plan. It's Aaron seen, Lasher, by the way. Aaron Lasher. Oh, cool. Aaron yes. Lash. Yeah, co-founder,
0: yeah. right? Co-founder.
1: Yeah. Yes, great guy. Really nice guy.
0: And I, and met, he, I met him in Texas.
1: Oh, oh wow, nice. Uh, he was really cool. He was so smart. Yeah, and very smart
0: And just based guy.
2: off of his education, uh, from what he gave us, he um he kind of. She, I like how they're taking their time and, and doing. They're, they're not rushing things basically. And so I have a feeling that all those problems that you have are being addressed and they're already are kind of fully aware of it, Exciting. but I don't know. Who knows? Uh, I'm, they're not paying me to say this, so I have no clue, but I just, <laughs> I just liked, I just liked the, um, that he kind of knew what's going on, had, had a vision of what of, and, and a reason why you want to kind of do the, the multi token, the multi uh, asset wallet
0: right and bread uh, so having their own test. token the brd yes, token the BRD um token. i thought that was pretty smart especially since that's like what what all right so when binance came and did the bnb and everything i made a video on it before it even hit a dollar and i was like dudes i i this is a great idea um i know it's maybe not the most uh politically correct thing in crypto i get that but it makes sense as a business model, right? It, it yeah. makes sense to have this token with the use case, with the exchange with the users they have, and they have this incentivization model to have like a referral program on the transaction fees. To, to what Binance did before they were what they are now, I saw. Right. So I yeah. kind of covered that. And I did the same thing with the bread token on on the bread wallet. I was like, oh, it, makes, it does make sense. In a, a structured business model to have an in-house token to kind of have a friction, uh, a frictionless or a, a less cost effect, uh, more cost-effective frictionless way to do things in-house, and yeah. I, I like that. Breads kind of went the same route as Binance with that that token.
2: Yeah, it's giving us atomic swaps without the technology being available right now.
0: It's it's really awesome what they're doing for like the end user.
2: Yeah, so uh, that's that's why I am, I'm on board with that methodology i mean so what wax is doing right now with with the crypto kitties into either blockchain yeah. um so that's what's needed right now will it be needed in the future i don't think so
1: that's uh but we'll find out i do want to shout out one we're talking about something i recommend there's we had an interview with this company called so couch a gaming company in denmark that's developing a video game called Sword Ember Sword Ember Sword. And what's really amazing about this is that it's not the game is on the blockchain, it's the ecosystem of the game. You could buy land in the video game to own that is connected to a blockchain. They're wow. and that is that yeah. is a technology that I haven't seen that they've tried trying- seen-
0: i have actually yeah Yeah. all right so this is really cool google this most expensive digital content ever and there's this company that has created a game it's not tokenized not blockchain none of that uh but it's it's a centralized server but it's it's weird so dude somebody spent a million dollars on a planet in this centralized galaxy game that exists and basically because he owns the moon or this planet People that visit it to mine for in game currency resources like ore or whatever they pay him tax in that in game currency. This person has made 10x return already in like four huh. years. So, and I yeah. see a real huge use case for this, yes. And, and that's great that they're doing it. What was the name of it again? I'll make sure so, I put a link to this. They're Ember
1: Sword, Ember Sword. The company's called SoCouch. SoCouch blockchain is really what are
0: they building this on? Are they building it on their own blockchain? Or called, blockchain.
1: It's called Pixel. The, the, the currency is called Pixel with two other tokens a land token and I uh, Three I, other tokens a land token. Well, there's Pixel. One. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah Pixel, land, and then the. Oh, uh, just like a, um, like a skin, token. Token. skin token. Like a skin oh, token. Oh, so
0: like a non fungible collectible yeah. currency to- coin. I, All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's
1: called SoCouch
0: yeah that was, uh, guys check that out i'll put a link to that in the description box below um yeah and definitely guys if you're watching google that the um the most expensive digital content ever and it goes from six figures all the way up to millions of dollars for digital you know content that isn't necessarily you know decentralized it has problems with you know uh censorship and um it just you know all kinds of problems that could be associated with with yeah. buying something on a centralized server like that. But uh, that's what this technology, what blockchain is really doing is taking what is already been done that makes sense to incorporate it right. Like a lot of people, like you know, your potato chips don't belong on the blockchain right now, sorry, or maybe never will. But you know, the things like Opskins, the problems that they have had with these in game currencies, or I mean, in game content being traded and having problems, and the solutions they have found utilizing blockchain, it just makes sense moving forward. And seeing what they're doing with Ember Sword, that just makes so much sense. From like very coincidentally, just started looking into that with Decentraland, uh, use uh, the wallet by coinbase used to be called toshi and they have this ethereum browser in it that has all the DApps. so it's very similar look and feel to like Chrome and when you go into chrome you see all the huh. extensions if you download the coinbase wallet called toshi or now called just wallet You can huh. go and interact with all these ethereum DApps just like on going to chrome and looking at these extensions Super clean easy to use and you can click on decentraland and you could buy real estate and imagine you own this real estate and so happen to have a resource in your area that is lucrative and people pay a tax and like you can now earn off of this and that's why i'm saying like i really do see the future of gaming i mean e- look at esports alone guys and yeah and uh yeah. you know and crypto yes. I and mean, if you look at both industries right now i mean on top you know if you want to look at all the industries that are kind of moving in and up at the same time you have the cannabis industry the adult industry the gaming industry and anything blockchain in that industry and they're all moving into the same direction of cryptocurrencies blockchain technologies to kind of solve the problems they already have they're not creating problems to solve they're solving problems nope. they have
2: yep yeah that's a so, that's the whole idea now at this point we're We need to solve problems so we can have the technology catch up. Once that technology catches up, we can create more problems to which we need to solve again and just let that cycle continue going.
0: So what's the roadmap for you guys, right? What, what, What are you looking at moving forward? Where's your podcast headed? What are some of your goals? Things like that. Let the audience know where they can find you as well and stuff like that.
1: Absolutely. Um, so we have a lot. This this year is going to be a big year for us because we spent about a year building a foundation, creating like kind of like a mantra of who we are. And I think we have a reputation of, you know, and we're very respectable to the community. We care about yeah, the your community. Your credibility
0: is really strong in this space, guys. Like, Thank you. have been solid solid i would say personalities i hope that isn't offensive I, i'm a personality Ugh. in the space i, li- I don't very care very about solid that stuff personalities in this space man as Thanks. far as like you know crypto twitter goes um and, and podcasting i've seen people sell out and go a different direction and you have been very admirable so I'm, I'm happy to have you on the show and, yeah and I, I encourage my viewers to go and check you guys out I, like the links are below everybody yeah
2: yeah the yeah. so thecoinboys.com. you can just you can go there and you get all our content we're starting to blog a little bit as I think of things that I'm like oh I didn't really know too much about this let me blog about it and I'll put it up there or uh, uh, we,
1: we also have t-shirts now <laughs> Uh, Bit yeah, Ninja. dude, I need one of those, man. We're going to send you one. You're going to get one for sure. Bit Ninja, shout out to him. He's uh, our partner. He's been hooking us up with helping us make some cool t shirts. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, uh, I actually
0: yeah. just but, partnered up with Bit Ninja yesterday. I saw the you guys and Bitcoin Ben, our truck driving brother, and everybody's yep. working with Bit Ninja. And I actually just bought uh, a Bit Ninja box. And it was like seventy bucks. I think that's the super, super affordable for the Bitcoin crate. And I'm, I'm hella excited. And he, he actually in the DM, I was like, dude, I want to buy one of these. And the Bit Ninja is like, uh, yeah, here's the address. I sent him the Bitcoin. I sent him my address. He's mailing it out to me. I'll have it in a couple of days for an unboxing. And he was like, dude, thank you so much for not like flexing your influence. I'm like, dude, <laughs> if I ever try to flex as an influencer to get free shit, you better slap this shit out of me at the next conference I'm at. And I, this goes for all of my viewers. As well. Like, you know, people I know charge to come on podcasts and charge to like help support people that are like t- small, like people that are trying to like Hoddle Fuel and Bit Ninja and Hoddle Brand and all these small companies that are doing big things for mainstream yeah. adoption it's cool i really want to support them so that you guys are working with bit ninja guys head on over there and grab some of their swag support the coin boys support yeah. bit ninja and actually coming soon i'll have some swag out as well man but i'm I really excited did you guys grab one of the boxes uh yeah. we
1: we have something special we're working out with okay we might be, we might be giving away we'll, uh, see what we'll see what happens uh But I just want to tell people that if you want to find a place where you know that you're going to get unbiased uh, opinions because we don't take money from ICOs, so all of our our shows – Guess what, they're actually just coming on. It's so, uh, just big, it's all discovery and luck. But <laughs> we have yeah. a roadmap, we plan on, you know, we really take what we're doing seriously. Yeah. So we have some big things planned, whether it's video stuff. Yeah, coming. we want to get into video and um, um, we'll see what happens in possibly February with some OTT stuff. Yes, and shout out, tomorrow we're dropping, uh, which is a fun kind of uh, separate podcast we offer with our buddy Crypto Breakfast. It's Goodnight Coin Boys, Good Morning Crypto Breakfast. It's dropping tomorrow. It's a fun hour of just shooting the shit.
0: Yeah. Um, so I love this. That's why I'm doing this. I love stuff like that. I I really feel like the unstructured fireside is is really what we need right now. More so than that mainstream structured, you know, very direct interview feeling like we had enough of that, 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 professional feel shit during the bull run and right now what I feel like we needed some authenticity and that's you know that, that comes from like those spontaneous conversations and collabs like what you're doing with breakfast that's awesome man like yeah, yeah, I'm excited to check that out so um yeah uh, I guess the last question either one of you can fire at it or take both take a shot at it but sort of like what's your elevator pitch for Bitcoin or should I actually I'll ask for crypto in general like when people are asking about coins right because these are the coin boys podcast. When people see that shirt, they're like, so what are coins? What, is, what do you mean? What are you talking about, like, you know, uh, you know Western currency or old-timely, uh, you know, gold coins and stuff? You know, or what What are these coins?
1: Go, you want you, to try? You try first. All right. Uh,
0: what
2: I just tell people <laughs> when they go, what, are, what is this stuff? I, say I get angry. No. I say it's a way for, for us to take back power and to give, to give and to help others that need help. It's both. So if I make something, I can create a coin and now I own this whole thing and I control how much it's worth, how much of the how much of the profits I get, so on and so forth. So it's great for business. But there's also women in the Middle East who are hard workers, earning money every day, and they don't have a bank account because they're a woman. And this technology can bypass the banks, which we all hate anyways, and give us back control of our money, plus more security than the banks
1: can offer. Yep. So that's what well I just t- try to tell people. I, I want to just say and add a thing is that I hate the word no-coiner because we should be bringing in people and letting them in and understand what crypto is. So I don't call them no-coiners. I call them just non-crypto people. And if you, what I try to, the way I approach people that, if they, like, I won't I won't preach to them, but like I won't, like shove it down their throat if they're not interested i know they're not going to be so i back up but there are people that are like can you tell me a little bit about crypto and i'll just do my best to send them in the directions that they need to find that are just very simple for people to just say here's a video this is kind of like base the basics of of bitcoin 101 this is it like this is what it's supposed to be meant for and i i just think that this is the future and it's it's hard to convince 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 not no corners, but non crypto people that that it's good for the future. But you know what? As we get further, as more companies and like you said, the developers, the underneath people, the the, as that grows, that's going to take over and then we're going to get the new people easier. Right. But right now it's a fight. But I'm just going to be patient like we always are with with what we believe in. And I'm just going to, you know, yeah. I, I don't see it too much as a fight.
2: I see I see it more as a weight, and if I have an opportunity to educate somebody, I will. But no matter what, you know, I know, Andy knows that this technology is just gonna take over and it'll either naturally integrate into what you're already doing, or you're gonna to have to learn a little bit more in order to catch up with everybody else yes. I think two. I have
0: to agree with Andy though it is a fight man I feel like we're in an information uh-huh. war we're, we're fighting the mainstream oh. media on inf- misinformation that is and true. that's where it becomes a fight right like the people yeah, yeah. that that are in a privileged position to take action and maybe even do something like purchase Bitcoin they you know they're privileged enough wow you could you could you're in a position where you can sign up for coinbase and easily get Bitcoin good for you but you're probably also now in a position where it doesn't make sense and you don't see the use case. Now you're also blindsided by your privilege and the people that could mostly utilize this the most have the hardest on-ramps and are being suppressed the most. And that's where I feel like it's really... It's it's the blinders, you know? People don't realize a use for something until they're taken advantage of by something else, you know? Like, uh, you know, oh, fuck the police until your house gets robbed, right? You know what I mean? It, it's sort of the same thing. Like, fuck, you know, anything but a bank. Like, how's that not insured? That's too sketchy, risky, and then... Well, next thing you know, somebody stole your visa information and your bank is really trying to say you yeah. spent that money. Now you have to hire a lawyer and a private investigator to prove you didn't spend that money with your debit card because that person knew your PIN number. And it, it just seems like they, they had too much, you even had your signature. And you're like, but it wasn't me. Well, they, they did it. So now you have to prove to us it wasn't you and now you can be out 30 grand or more and people have these problems But they don't see them until they're in that uh, awkward position So I, I just think you know, you're right as well We have to wait, but we yeah. also have to fight while we're waiting Yeah, no, know so, I definitely
2: agree with it with the misinformation and that's just in general period I'm sick of it all over crypto or not. It's just
1: ridiculous. So um, definitely how many times do I text you to like, I'm like Daniel. I got to bite my put my foot in my mouth yeah. because the um, you know, like the coin, boy I don't, I don't ever attack people on Twitter. I don't ever, you know, I, I, on the coin boys on my personal, I might reach a little further, but I have to like talk to him sometimes and be like, ah, I want to so badly say something. Well, that's the thing
0: of being a journalist. What you're doing is called journalistic integrity, and you're trying your best to leave your biased opinion out of that environment. And you can be a personal person outside of that podcast and have your biased opinions. You're entitled to them. But when you are in the journalistic environment of the podcast, you have to try to be unbiased. And I actually like to give a shout out to who I believe is the most admirable podcaster in this industry would be Omar BAMP. The dude has stayed Omar. unbiased and he he's open-minded and he he likes comp- competing with things that he has originally loved he i've seen him have self-conflict with bitcoin to bitcoin cash from ethereum to other things and i've seen this and he leaves his biasness out of it on his podcast but in in his personal opinions he has his his biases he's like this why i like this and why i like that but as a journalist you try and i see that you're saying like you're fighting with that but that's the integrity part right and we, we have to try to leave our biasness out of it like if i were to interview you know somebody i don't want to you know contradict everything you're saying because of my personal beliefs and my biasness right you have to go general genuinely into something as as a journalist with just questions not so much answers
1: and i i I think in the early days you know i fought with that because i didn't really i I didn't i didn't see it but now i understand it more than ever and i think you know it's just funny it's like i have daniel to to kind of you know i just because level uh, me me out sometimes eventually you can't like mark twain said never try to
2: argue with the fool. Uh, They'll bring you down to their level and they'll beat you with experience.
1: Right.
2: (laughs) So, uh, something like that. It was, that's not a direct quote, but it's pretty close to that. And and so, it frustrates Andy, (laughs) and I'm like, you can't let it, there are just people that are there to just watch you burn. Like, they'll say anything to get you to burn. You can't let that part of your life stress out. Now, yes, say your piece. Say what you need to say, say it correctly, and then at that point you gotta walk away if you should. Sure. If, if
1: still, you're walk away.
0: All right, guys. Well, I'm I'm so happy to have you on. This was probably yeah. one of my favorite combos. Uh, I, cool. The gaming crypto that we've kind of went through here. I feel like yeah. the the listeners, you know, should try to incorporate some of that. Check out the Ember Sword stuff. Check out yeah. um, Engine. Check out Engine Theta uh, Token. Yeah, dude. Check out all these things. Check out wax and just like look into it. I'm not telling you, hey, go buy these tokens, invest in them. I'm saying learn about them because they're playing important roles in where even Bitcoin is going moving forward. You know, learn about all the odds and ends from even trading to, uh, you know. Uh, how these platforms work outside of currencies, you know, these non fungibles uh, I I hope you guys are encouraged to learn more from listening to this and you know, if you just wanted to check it out uh, They have their podcast link below as well as their personal link. So check out the info uh, below and I'll put a link to that Ember sword there cuz that's really I,
1: I DM I DM would you their uh, Twitter account So you have people oh, cool, cool, should cool. I get all their stuff from there. All it's right, play guys. It, yeah, no, thank you. Oh, Ken. Thanks. This was great, okay, what, what man. Was Thanks it? so much. What was it? Good. Oh, uh, play Ember Sword. That's it. Right. Play Ember Sword on Twitter. But dude, Ken, we thank you, man. Yeah. I love the idea where you're just like, hey, everybody, if you want to be on my show, pick a date, and I picked a date, and I'm glad that we came on. Thanks so much. Man. Thank you so much,
0: man.
1: We no, helped see... you. Know, I, I, I to don't
0: know. There a, a weird thing behind that because like I was like, <laughs> you know, everybody's offering me money to come on my podcast, and I'm just like, ew dirty yeah no, stop it so yeah, i just yeah. started sending them my calendarly link and was like here dude i'm available when i'm available my time is my time it's whatever and then i was like you know what i'm just gonna share this out because like everybody should I, whoever wants to talk to me let's talk sure. and um i, I it's, it's weird that people feel like oh i would have reached out if i knew you you know would have me on i thought you know would be like charging i asked somebody else and they'd charge me a thousand dollars and i'm like Okay, um <laughs> awkward, You know, so yeah, dude, I, I'm just happy you guys wanted to cool. talk to me and I was on your podcast as well So that was great. I, I'll actually guys you want to check it out. I'll put a link to the podcast I was a guest on their podcast on the coin boys podcast So check that out And yeah, if you enjoyed this conversation, let us know pound that thumbs up button Let us know how we did if you did enjoy it hit the thumbs down button. I got to gauge this shit I got to figure out what you guys like and don't like um, <laughs> the subscribe button is It looks like the subscribe button on whoever you subscribed to before. Just click it and it will say subscribed and that's how you know you subscribed. And there's a little bell on that. Have you ever seen that bell next to subscribe on it? If you hold your phone and flick it, it makes a ding sound. If you don't believe me, try it. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah guys, check it out. I I hope you've enjoyed it. Everybody have a day. Thanks. Have a day. Peace. Shout out to Satoshi's Ball by cryptocom in Ottawa, December fifteenth. Monarch Token and Monarch Wallet, StrokingTokens.com, Bitcoin Energy and Bitbacker.io. Shout out.